You like rap music? Yeah, sure do. Who's your favorite rapper? Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. Mr. Brian Green. Brian Green. Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. He's always delicious. Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. Welcome to With Brian Austin Green. Now, here's Brian Austin Green and Derek Russell. Hello, everyone. I am Brian Austin Green, and uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. That hurt. That that kind of hurt a little bit. Did it hurt? That was uh, no. It hurt my soul because (laughs) I don't want people to listen, but they are. I think that's just the diet you're on. I don't know if it's like the detox or, but that that hurt that hurt deeper than just like my brain hurt. Like my soul hurt. My soul was aching. It's okay. You, you did a good job. Even if you were lying, I, you did a good job. You know what? May, maybe it's just because it's not familiar. Like, yeah. maybe it'll get easier every week to say, you know, thank you for... Uh, just say thank you hurts. Well... I'm going to stop right there because it burns. We're, we're a it's, year It's kind of like when you, when you see, like, you know, possession movies and they hold a, a, <laughs> a crucifix up to someone's forehead and it burns. Like, it actually burns for me to say thank you for something. Well, we're we're a year into this almost. This is we're we're celebrating one year of with Brian Austin Green. We have new artwork. That's insane. New new logo, which uh, you I can't can, believe we've been doing this for a year. Yeah, I know. Thirty eight episodes. What a waste of an audience's time. And we have That's so insane. much to talk about. We were off last week because you texted me after we recorded what, last time. What's we, funny though is like this show is honestly about talking about nothing at all. So. Yeah. To say we have a bunch to talk about sounds crazy because it's a bunch of nothing to talk about. We have about. several non-topics to discuss. Yeah. yeah. We have several uh, mountains to make out of molehills. Yeah. But today. you texted yeah. me and you were like, oh, can't record, forgot going to Hawaii, which I don't know how you forget you're going to Hawaii. Well. <laughs> that seems like something important. In my defense, because I uh, I create a lot of bad situations for myself. Uh-huh. Um Hawaii was like a last minute thing. It was like, it was spring break. So the kids had two weeks of vacation and we decided, and Megan and I haven't been on vacation, like just the two of us since Noah was born. So it's been five years. So we decided, you know what, for a week, we're going to have my mom, we're going to have the nanny take care of the kids. And just the two of us are going to go to Hawaii. And it was kind of a last minute thing. So when I text you, we, we literally booked everything not even a week before we left. Oh wow! It was it was like four days. That's so four days before we left, like we booked everything and we you know confirmed everything, and I sent you the text, and it, it was really last minute. So you guys spent a week. Where in Hawaii we spent, were you? We uh, we go to Kona where we got married. Yeah. So we went to uh, the Four Seasons in Kona, Hualalai, and uh, it was amazing. You know, I'm still doing this detox. We were talking a little bit about it, and Megan's doing it. So, it's the Four Seasons is amazing, and they're really uh, they're really helpful. But at the same time, you're ordering like, you know, we get these menus, and you look at stuff, and you go, ah, uh, like I felt like Homer Simpson the whole time. <laughs> I was always like, mmm, donuts. Um, but uh, um, you know, we got like chicken. Seriously, like at one restaurant, we ordered just the side. So we got uh, we got chicken that was grilled with just salt and pepper and uh, shrimp that was grilled with salt and pepper. And then we got a side of like grilled asparagus with salt and pepper. So I 
I'm all about detoxing and honestly, like it, you know, it's, I feel better. I look better. Um, my system is running better. I can, I can feel it, but I'm, I'm fucking sick of eating, of not eating. But you're so healthy. I'm so healthy, but Jesus, I, I miss like a one sauce and I miss, I miss sauce and we can't have sauce because sauce has gluten. That's nice and that we're Megan's free. That's nice that Megan's doing it with you though, that you're not alone in it. Well, it's not it's nice, but in Megan's defense, she has to do it. Oh, okay. We're we're seeing a doctor and he he wanted both of us to do it because he's one of these natural doctors, but he really likes to start with a clean slate. So he wants to get all the toxins and all the stuff out of your body and then start over, like give you a really good diet plan, a good way of eating, a good way of doing everything. He he does chiropractic work and it's uh it's really cool. But you know, she's doing it because he told her to, not because she wants to. So he believes it's, that it's she has the parasite as well? It's it's not about it's not about doing it because you have parasites. Uh-huh. Every everybody Everybody has some sort of parasite. Uh-huh. The difference is, though, your abilities, your body's ability to fight it. So, it the cleaner your body is, the better your body has. It has the means to fight it. So, if you if you eat a lot of dairy and there's stuff, or there's you know certain things in the diet feed parasites. So when you learn, like, oh. A parasite feeds off of this. If you eat that thing, it uh, you don't get rid of the parasite because you're you're feeding it. So you're keeping sicknesses and you know parasites and things in your body that your body is trying to eject. It's trying to get rid of. Our body's really amazing that way. Like it really tries to clean itself out. And when you have things like that, when you have parasites and other things, your body starts kind of. I don't want to say eating itself because it's not science fiction. Um, I don't want you to think eating itself like you'll just start deteriorating and and fall apart, walk into the car. But your cells start to attack other healthy cells because your body starts getting confused. It starts like not being sure what to attack and what not because you're putting so much crap in it. And there's tons of parasites and tons of things. So you want to get all that out of your system so your body knows how to what to fight and how to fight it and you know you 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 clean it out and for me I'm 44 so I have 44 years of like eating whatever I wanted pizza and hamburgers and pasta and fucking cheese and you know like really really eating whatever I wanted to so so it's a long process of getting rid of everything it's the reason why I'm still on this detox because I have 44 years of stuff in my intestines and, you know, my, my colon and everything to get rid of my blood. It's a lot. So you have to, and you have to slowly detox. So you detox the, uh, the abdomen first and the intestines and the colon, and then you slowly start detoxing the blood also while you're eating good things for you they don't feel as filling. I feel a little more hungry all day, but, uh, but the food is better for me. So, so it sucks, but it does. It su- suck. Yeah. It's a double edged sword. It sucks, but it's good for you. But and, you have all you know, this energy but, now. 
Well, I got to say, all the things that are best for you, like working out, we were talking about this before, going for a run, like, you know, doing what you're doing, it sucks. Yeah. But you like the results. Yeah. You look in the mirror and you go, I feel better. I look better. I, you know, I'm happier. My energy's better. But while you're running, nobody's like, woo, let's go for a run. You know, no one's like excited about running because it's fucking boring. It sucks. Working out sucks. It hurts. It's, you know, exhausting. Like you finish working out and you just want to fucking collapse and you're, you've been sweating and you, you feel terrible. But then, you know, the next day you wake up and you're sore and all that, but you start noticing like your stamina gets better and your your abilities to carry things and lift things and move things and just do things are your ability is better. But yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, but so it sucks to work out. But it sucks getting there, but it's but given, awesome when you're there. Given how much you've improved because of this, is it is it easier? It's not, it's not. So here's the thing. If you're, if you're working out, especially with a trainer and why a trainer is good, a lot of people think like a trainer is just someone that tells you how to work out. But mm-hmm. the idea, if you have a good trainer is that a trainer pushes you and, you know, makes you do really uncomfortable things and do things that you think are beyond what you can do. That's what a good trainer does. So, you know, it's as you as you work out and you get stronger, a trainer is supposed to push you. So you start lifting heavier things and doing more reps and, you know, more exercises. So it never it doesn't necessarily get easier um, because it shouldn't. It's not like, you know, you pick a weight and then you're on that weight for the rest of your life. You you start with a, a certain weight like, you know. I can curl this much and then you move up to the, you know, five pounds or 10 pounds and you're curling more and more and you're lifting more and more and you're jumping higher and higher and, you know, you're, you're doing more and more stuff. So it doesn't necessarily get easier. It's the thing that gets easier is your stamina. Yeah. So you start realizing like at the end of a workout, I I don't feel so much like I want to throw up. I don't feel as bad. I don't feel like as drained. You know, my body's a little more, the idea is to get your body working like a machine where it's like, it knows like, okay, it's time to jog or do whatever. And it's going to suck when you're jogging, but your heart rate is going to go down easier. You, you, the rest of the day will be easier. You won't feel so like you just want to lay down and go to sleep afterwards. You'll start feeling a little more like energized, but it, it takes time. It's not, it's not right away. Well, I mean, I've, I've been working out for a long time, and I get fucking tired. <laughs> well, at least you weren't starting Jeez. it going to Hawaii. You were already a few in, in the throes of it for a few weeks. Exactly. By the time you guys oh, got the there. detox. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys had fun? Just the two of you for... Had, had fun. It was amazing. Um, you were asking me about... So I was going to tell you about the shirt situation. So... When we got there, we didn't know it, but we were being followed and photographed like the first day we were there. So I didn't have a tan. Should you both always just kind of assume you're being followed and photographed? Well, so we we had this whole plan like we were going to try something different. Like maybe if we flew out there, coach, and we, you know, we did things, we'd sort of throw off the normal paparazzi thing. Like, you know, maybe they wouldn't know we were there. Um, 
And then, you know, one of the guys I knew was like, hey, so you guys are being photographed and whatever. It's like, oh, we are? And he was like, yeah, you know, they follow you. So what they do now is they follow us from the airport. Like they know when we're going to land, what hotel we're going to stay at, where we're going to be. But they stay far enough away to where we don't realize they're they're shooting us. So at the airport, I didn't see anybody. On the beach, I didn't see anybody. Like normally, you know, you see people, but they're just getting, I mean, cameras are getting better and better and paparazzi are just getting sneakier and sneakier. They know that I don't like it. So now instead of getting them in our face, they, they shoot from behind a tree. And, you know, just they stick their lens out. They get a couple pictures in the ocean or walking on the beach or doing whatever. And they've got their set. And we didn't even know they were there. So so they got pictures of us before we were able to uh, put on shirts. So you didn't and like, <laughs> you were wearing the shirts. <laughs> well, I was going to wear the shirt like day two, you know, because I didn't want to travel with it um, to save your face. I I don't know why I, I should have traveled with it because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to act or pretend like I care about you enough to not wear your shirt when I'm traveling because I don't, um, Thanks. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put a picture of you as honey boo boo on, on uh, Instagram and, uh, you know, it, cause we got 75 reviews now. So, so you, you unleashed it to the thank world. Thank you. Thank you so much for reviewing everyone. I, I immediately, when Derek sent me the, uh, the text, and was like, we have 75 reviews. I immediately shared it. You did, because you got, text me you back got the next funny thing. responses. And then, well, and then you sent me the text. You were like, I, I, like, I don't know how to feel about you not tagging me. I was like, I'm you know, grateful. I, right. I, I'm grateful, sort of. And so I immediately then went back in you and did. tagged you yeah. and Michelle and me. Yeah. I should have learned like, my lesson. And you were like, God damn it. Yeah. Well, in, I mean, in you my to, defense. You have to be responsible I'm... for what... In your defense, please. I, I can't wait to hear your defense. I don't know what I... I hadn't finished the rest of that sentence in my head yet. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were just winging it? Well, it was, it was funny. You were spitballing defenses? Well, here's what was funny. I wasn't sure if you were back yet when I texted you. So I was like, well, he, he may not say this for a day or two. And so like five minutes later, we start getting notifications. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, he didn't even reply to me. He just posted it. <laughs> He just ran with it. <laughs> it's what I do. Oh, well, it's out there. And it, you, it, it got uh, some lovely comments. You know, when you when you ask, I uh, I respond. Yep. So I, I want to say before, I know today we're talking to uh, Jordan Wagner, yeah. one of the founders of Generosity Water yeah. and generosity.org. And it's exciting. Be- before we, we talk to him, uh, we haven't talked since there was that March for Our Lives. Yeah. Um, you know, this huge rally, the, the kids uh, from Florida. Uh, I've gotten I've gotten a little negative slack because of it, but... Really? I, yeah, well, you know, I... So here's the thing. I, you know, we have, we have people that are really in defense of the Second Amendment. And I understand. My, so... Here's my view on it, okay? I don't want to take away someone's rights, someone's Second Amendment rights to protect their family and have guns at home. You know, that that's fine. Um, 
we we use security that's armed. You know, we 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 have people around us and and firearms around us. But the reality is, someone can't kill seventeen people in fifteen seconds with a handgun. If they could, they they almost deserve to because yeah. that that's amazing shooting. Um, it's the same reason to me that like, you know, uh, rocket launchers and grenades are banned. Like you can't, you know, I have second amendment rights. Like I'm allowed to carry stuff, but the government was like, well, you can't have a rocket launcher. You can't have a grenade. I feel the same way about an AR 15 or an assault weapon, Mm -hmm. anything that's fully automatic. It doesn't, you know, if someone breaks into my house, I'm not going to use I'm not going to use a fully automatic gun yeah. because walls are made of drywall and wood and plaster. So bullets can travel through walls in your house easily. But you know, I'm going to keep in my house a shotgun, either a, a 10 or a 12 gauge buckshot, and you don't really have to aim towards someone. But seriously, you know, just the click click is like the international language of get the fuck out. So if you want to protect your family, there are other ways of protecting your family other than having those guns. And to me, those guns, you know, there, there's more to it, obviously, than just the guns. But if we're going to change things, you have to look at all the pieces. Yeah. And an assault, a fully automatic weapon is a piece. So if that piece is gone... You know, you you tackle that, you tackle mental health, you change the way it's dealt with, you change what people have access to, you slowly start changing people's ability to do what they've done. Yeah. We're not talking about, let's just take away all guns because then there won't be gun violence. It doesn't work that way. No. Well, but the thing is, like red flag or not, I think there's certain things that as civilians, we shouldn't have access. Oh, absolutely! To. Nobody no, needs an nobody AR-15. Compla- nobody complains about nobody. You know, attacks a Second Amendment with a rocket launcher. Yeah. Nobody says, "Well, my rights have been removed." It's yeah. like it has nothing to do with your rights. It's like it's simple to me, common knowledge. Like well, you should like, have gun control. It's it was, not about. It's not about the government. Ha- you know, taking away guns. It's about having very simple to follow, understandable gun control. And if part of that means, you know, hunters, I don't know if you've watched any of the, hunters don't hunt with AR-15s or automatic weapons. They use rifles. You know, even hunters who, I don't agree with them because I I don't agree with killing an animal, but that way, um, you know, they don't use those weapons to hunt. Those weapons are normally only used by military or by people that just enjoy shooting them. Yeah. And it's like, are, are we really going to let your joy of shooting those guns like interfere with the possible saving of lives? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Some people that care more for that, they care more about what they have the right to own versus, you know what? I, the lives of I would, I would love to, so here's the here's the one thing that pisses me off, and it does. It's I feel like even talking about like bump stocks and all that, like you know, what are your what is what are someone's honest thoughts, not yours? I know what your thoughts are, Derek, but someone that 
that is worried about the Second Amendment, like, what are your thoughts on bump stocks? Like, you're not the talking points, your honest thoughts. Should we be able to put bump stocks on anything? I mean, you know, should I be out tomorrow designing like a way to make a uh, a Glock fully automatic? Because you need it for some like, you know, what are you fucking Robocop? Like you need a fully automatic hand. Like how far does it go? How, you know, I might as well make some money off of this nonsense behavior, you know, but I, I just don't. It's like, I, I have kids. My kids should feel safe at school, especially at school. Well, that's what my, my kids right to have to feel safe at school goes above any right you have to want yeah. to earn an AR 15. Yeah. To enjoy Sorry. shooting it. That, that's Honestly, just how I feel. Yeah, when was the last time someone that owns an AR-15 or something like an AR-15, a fully automatic weapon, had, I'm not saying wanted to, I'm saying had to use it. They had to use it in war. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That's the only time you have to oh, use it. Boy, and yeah, the idea absolutely. of those is I that, just, yeah. the, the idea of those is that if you are suddenly surrounded by 10 guys and, you know, you're hoping to, to kill five of them and get away, you can hold that weapon around a corner and just fire blindly and hopefully hit somebody. But we're not doing that back here in the States, back at home. I love America. I love the fact that if we want, we can defend our family and, you know, we can have a gun and we can keep intruders away and we, you know, we can protect our, I, I love that. But I just think there's smarter ways of doing it. Like what, you know, what if you accidentally have a rifle and in shooting an intruder, it goes through the wall and shoots a five-year-old that was walking down the street. Do you want to not be responsible for that five-year-old's death? Or do you want to go, you know what? I, hopefully, ne- you know, next time I won't use a fucking rifle. If I get, if I used a shotgun, then that might not have happened. Yeah. And I feel terrible. And that's off. You know, you learn from experiences. These school shootings, I feel like you should learn from. You should... You should go through these experiences and go, Jesus, how can I possibly fix this and change this? And people are right that there are, you know, mental health issues. That's totally right. But at the same time, there's other aspects to it. And so I feel like we just need to look at all of those aspects. And, you know, you can't just say it's a mental health issue because in some cases it's not. The guy in Vegas had no mental health issues at all that we know of. So there were no red flags. I think if, but I think if anything, the reality is if he couldn't, if he couldn't purchase a fully automatic weapon or a bump stock, then, you know, he could have sat, he could have shot out the window of his fucking hotel room with a semi-automatic gun. And, you know, it, it, it still feels terrible, but killed two people instead of as many as he did. I, you know, I think those guns just open you up to, to mass killings. And I, I don't understand. I don't understand why in the States we, uh, we need to do that. Where doesn't were make you, any sense to me. Where were you getting hate? I, so I posted this thing on, uh, on oh, Instagram. You, oh, on the day of the March. Oh, so yeah, like in the, the comments. Day of the March. And then I, I view, I viewed all the comments and I had people that, that were saying, you know, I had. I had one person that was saying, you know, that securities, that uh, 
uh, that celebrities say too much. And, you know, I, I'm sure your your security guards carry guns. And, you know, oh, my this, gosh. Yeah, I got, you know, people that are really worried about the Second Amendment. And I said, I'm not interested in taking away someone's Second Amendment rights. You should have. I have had guns in my house before to protect my family. I get that. But I, I don't think it's necessary. I still think people that love guns and respect them can go, you know what? I love guns enough that I don't want this kind of gun getting in the wrong hands. Yeah. So I will do whatever I can. You know, it's the same. If you race cars, like you can't get a bunch of speeding tickets driving your car out on the street because they'll take your racing license away. Everything is regulated, and guns, to me, should be regulated as well. That that's that's just my opinion, but that's it's a strong one for me. Yeah, and I think the march and what the kids are doing is is amazing. I do. And I, I, agree I not only do I fully support him, I, I will do whatever I can to uh, to help them get their message out. Absolutely. Well, let's go from destruction let's go from that to, to uh talking to jordan right? to, to happier talk absolutely and yeah. let's uh let's yeah. call jordan here i love that we're wasting people's time oh i'll edit it out skype i'll edit yeah. it out while you're calling maybe awesome. <laughs> unless i get really lazy in which case i will not right in which case you'll just air this whole episode yeah yeah as you do half an hour of hello time. jordan what's up man it's brian Oh, hey, how are you? I'm good. You? I'm good, man. So sorry, bro. I didn't have this number saved in my phone. I was like, who is this? Well, well so so this is, I think Derek called you. Yes. Say hi to Derek. Derek, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. What's up, Derek? How, how are, are you? you? Going awesome. We are, uh, we've been pushing this generosity thing. We just want to sort of inform people on, on what generosity is about and, uh, what they can Absolutely. do locally and, and what they can do with the website and uh, how they can help people. And, and we figured, I don't know shit. So uh, I figured <laughs> we, we'd call you because you do. Well, you guys are the best. I appreciate you guys, you know, always trying to do what you can to help people get clean water and you know, engage people in the cause, man. Of so, course. Um, yeah, are we, uh, are, we, are, we, are we live on the, on the show yeah, now? Yeah, dude, you're on. It's recording. Uh, I love that. Okay, great. It's recording. Um, well, yeah, man. So, I mean, as, as you know, you know, we started Generosity about eight, nine years ago, which is the simple idea just to help as many people get clean water as we can. And, you know, it's just, I mean, it's crazy to believe that water, something so simple and basic for us here in the U.S., is considered a luxury, right, in some of these countries. And so, um, you know, we've, we've seen so many people over the years just be so generous and sacrifice things like, you know, giving up birthday gifts or wedding gifts or even uh, Christmas kids and all kind of things just to say, Hey, let's do what we can to maybe this year, or, you know, try to help rally together, help one community get clean water. And so we launched the, the, my generosity kind of a fundraising campaign on the website at generosity.org. You can kind of create a campaign of any kind. It could be, you know, throw a party, invite your friends and everyone donates a certain amount of money and all that hundred percent of it goes towards building wells. And, and obviously, as you know, Brian, I mean, you guys have done so much to, to build clean water wells around the world and you know, I think help tens of thousands of people get clean water. But every, every well on average will, will help about 500 people in a local community in a developing country get clean water for life, you know? And so well, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think people, I don't, I don't think people realize that underneath everyone, there's a water table. So there's access to clean, amazing water, 
we just have to get to it, right? That's you drill wells and you get to it, you reach it, and you figure out a way of pumping the water from the uh, from the the well up to people, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like you know, if you were to buy land, you know, somewhere in the in the U.S. where there's a bunch of open land, you know, I mean, we either have to set it up with water and power and all the various things, and so. It's the same with these communities. I mean, they have the actual natural resources underground, but they just don't have the financial resources necessary to actually drill down and access the underwater aquifers. And so we kind of teamed up with some local drillers in each of the companies. So it's not just American drillers going over there doing the work. We actually partner and hire local people that have become skilled uh, geologists and and, uh, hydrologists and and, and drillers because it's it's a big need there. And so they'll come in and survey the land and identify the places that have the, the most water underground, and that's where we start to drill. And so usually it'll take about um, about a week and a half, up to three weeks, to kind of finish a project in terms of the drilling aspects of it. Right. But then we also would train the community on sanitation and hygiene and how to maintain the well so that if it ever breaks down or if there's any small problems with it, they'll know how to fix it so that they're not reliant on outside help all the time, but actually right. know how to take ownership of their water well and, and help sustain it for a long time as well. Well, yeah, I, I was talking to your dad and he was saying that there's so much, you guys have found out there's so much more than just providing water. There's really teaching a community, like you said, how to, how to maintain a well, how, you know, cleanliness, the best way of using the water, the best ways of keeping things going. So it, it really changes the way they, they think and they act. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, it's something that it affects every aspect of life because, you know, you'd have young young girls and boys that would be spending hours walking, you know, a mile sometimes to go bring water back to their family. And so it became just a, a chore for the kids to do and they wouldn't have time to even go to school. So when you put a water well in their community, now they have clean and safe water. It's also reducing illnesses and sicknesses. and, and uh, But more than that, it's even creating time. So now these kids are able to go to school and, and get an education and hopefully be able to, to help get their family out of poverty or help bring back jobs to their community and different things like that. And so I think that's part of the cycle of poverty is where we don't have kids getting educated and actually being able to, to grow grow into something that they want to become, you know? And so I think that's so important that we don't realize that water actually can become a catalyst for so many other aspects of community development. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now, now how much, because you've had them at the events before, how much do those jugs weigh? Yeah. Like so a like jug of water? So like yeah, it's a five-gallon uh, jerry can, and on average they weigh about forty pounds, up to fifty pounds, kind of depending on the size of it. But yeah, imagine like, Derek, imagine, like, right? like imagine Derek hiking for fourteen miles with 40, 40 plus pounds of weight. You lost me at fourteen miles. I can't even imagine I, that. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's not always not always that long. Like, um, even a mile up to up to three or four miles is still a massive like trek, right? When you're walking outside in the in the hundred degree heat, bringing back carrying a forty pound jelly can, and so it can just take hours. And it's a it's just you know it's a really challenging thing. I've actually had to walk. I've walked with some of these families to experience it on my own. And and uh, you know what, what was so normal to them became just like an incredibly strenuous day. And I'm sweating more than I've ever sweat. And you know you're out there in some crazy heat. And it's not just like a casual walk or a hike. It's like a, you know, you're carrying a lot of weight and, and it's and it's super hot. So I can't even imagine what, what kids, how they must feel. And it just becomes so normal. It's insane. Dude, thank you so much for, for coming on and just kind of sharing the uh, the goals and, and the, the ability that we have as human beings to help people and talk about it. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see you in Atlanta. If not, uh, 
we'll we'll see you somewhere. We'll do uh, some yeah, exactly. some generosity event somewhere. It'll be awesome. Exactly. Well, thank you guys again for having me and, and uh, having us a part of this your, your podcast. And we really appreciate you guys and looking forward to working with you in the future. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, Jordan. All right. Take care, Talk guys. soon, pal. Bye. Bye-bye. And that'll, well, give there you us, go. that'll give us a good segue to talk about Atlanta a little bit because mm-hmm. while we're still uh, waiting <laughs> on DragonCon, who's dragging their feet. Jesus. Uh, we, we... Yeah, talk about DragonCon. Like, that name <laughs> I, I, I called it accidentally Wizard Con, which it's not. But yeah, Dragon Con totally fits because they're that, dragon. That might be they're the worst. their feet. That might be the worst pun I've ever heard. Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was perfect. It, so by being the worst pun means it's like really awesome. <laughs> Again, you uh, you provided it. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, yeah you uh, awesome. you shot yourself in the foot. So. We are in the early stages of planning this, but we're uh, excited to announce officially here on With Bagpod the Stark Expo Live, which is going to be uh, during the weekend of DragonCon in downtown Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, it will be a night benefiting generosity.org. All proceeds over and above what we uh, have to recoup to pay for the event will go to generosity.org. But it will be uh, a live taping of with Brian Austin Green, with Brian Austin Green in attendance. Uh, yeah, I'll try and be there. Okay, we'll thanks. <laughs> How much would that suck? <laughs> if I wasn't there? Yeah, we'll Skype yeah, you in. Might <laughs> suck a little bit, yeah. Uh, well, and then on top of it, I think, you know, Jordan, one of the founders of uh, Generosity, might be there yeah, to yeah. talk a little bit, so... We'll get some good information and knowledge about generosity water and providing water and building wells and saving people. So uh, Absolutely. Uh, it, it could be a lot of fun. Steve Glosson slated to Steve, attend. Yes, yeah, Steve will be there. Yeah, Steve's yeah. no longer a part of the show, but uh, he'll be there. Yeah. It'll be awesome. I'm sure he'll be plugging fucking, you know, <laughs> hot wings or something. <laughs> Buffalo hot, you know. Steve, um, Steve is still a, 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 an embodiment of the show. His spirit. So, so Steve is a founder. Yeah, he's yeah, a founder yeah. of the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's just no longer a, uh, a pitched, weekly host. I pitched it to him before I pitched it to you, and your name's on it. So, <laughs> what's funny is you pitched it to him, and he was like, "Yeah," and then he, <laughs> and then that was it. He did like three episodes, and he was done. He did like twelve. He was here for did he did twelve? Yeah, I think so. No, that's not possible. We've only done what, thirty eight? Thirty eight. He hasn't done half. That's not half. Do your math. <laughs> well, but I mean that's he hasn't done a third. I can find out. I think it was like ten or twelve or so. I don't know. Anyway, regardless. I don't I don't feel like it was. I could okay. be wrong. I I'll mean, the, you know, chances are I'm not. I'll do the math. Uh, I'll find out for us. Yeah, um, all right. So yeah, so some live tapings of, of hopefully some other shows that we do in addition, but obviously the headlining event will be with Brian Austin Green because we are uh, championing this generosity.org fundraiser, which you can uh, give to by visiting generosity.withbagpod.com. Uh, so yeah, I mean, go to, if you want to join the mailing list right now, we'll, tickets will be available as we get closer Right now, the best thing to do, if you're already going to Dragon Con, this is just extra incentive. Uh, if you want to come, if you're coming because of this event, you can also attend Dragon Con during that weekend because they have a lot of great activities. Uh, and you can find out more about that at dragoncon.org. But for us right now, what you're going to want to go to do is go to Starkville, S T A R K 
V-I-L-L-E podcast.com slash expo expo and you can join the mailing list and uh starkville wait wasn't that the uh the superman show that, that was, i did that, well, with that you? was smallville the name of the, the podcast smallville. we did yeah. was starkville good memory but i heard but so two things uh-huh. one yes good memory yeah because uh i'm awesome yeah Brian Awesome Green. Yeah, we, we but yeah. second of all, this event has nothing to do with Smallville. No, but it's, you're calling it Starkville. Well, no, all the the shows that we've done in the past have been branded under the oh. name Starkville. So, all right, that's all right. that's kind of where, where it's been worn out of. Got it. All we'll, right. we'll, we'll we're going to rebrand as we get closer. Don't worry. This is right. just a gauge interest. Right. Well, uh, wait till you see our new logo. You'll see our new logo yeah, for it's the up. show, and you'll go, ah, it's kind of, let's rebrand everything because <laughs> it's good. It's, it is. The logo is awesome. Uh, the logo is really good. I, 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 it needs to be a t shirt. I'm surprised. Will it's not. I, there will be merch available at this event. Do not worry. You will be able to buy anything you want with Brian Austin Green on it. Uh, we'll do uh, keychains. Yeah. We'll do uh, we'll do popcorn buckets because yeah. we should. Yeah, like empty popcorn buckets. That was but, your note. Or maybe full. Maybe or maybe full, full popcorn buckets. Maybe Brian. We'll gets do some of that. we'll do flash underoo shirts. Maybe Brian gets some of that fifty dollars popcorn for us, and we'll pass it around. <laughs> well, that and the uh, the flash underoos. I love we'll start that selling I, underoos at uh, the event. I love that we got the artwork, and your one note was like, "Put the flash symbol on the popcorn bucket." <laughs> But it, it worked, though. It made sense because you had everything else on there. You had the bear surfing in the wave. Yeah. You had the cheese, which made sense. You had a popcorn bucket, which makes sense. But it's like if there's an empty bucket, we might as well put a flash thing on it because we've talked about that to death. And all we do is talk here and we talk a lot of nonsense. So it might as well be a nonsensical uh, picture. Yeah. Well, it is. It, it was it is. accomplished. Totally. Done. Yeah, done. Very nonsensical. It's so awesome. you will be hearing much more about uh, the Expo in the coming months, but right now, go ahead. It's either going to be Friday, August 31st, or Saturday, September 1st. Uh, we will get that worked out closer to time and have all the details right now. The best thing you can do is go to that website I mentioned, joined the mailing list. And uh, you'll be the first to know as we send out alerts when tickets are available, where the venue is, which we've, uh, I think we've got that worked out. So we're not ready to quite announce until I sign a contract, but uh, it's happening. So yeah, uh, I'm excited. Done. Atlanta, Georgia. That's going to be so good. Be there. Now, you talked about a little bit of uh, uh, controversy on your Instagram, but there's been some other stuff I was going to ask you if you wanted to address. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you want to address all that? Yeah. Well, do I want to? No. No, Do I have to? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there was an article both from OK OK Magazine about you and Megan, and then there was also. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's called OK Magazine. Did I say (laughs) OK? You started to, and then you you changed it. You said OK. It has an OK finish. But but, yeah, I don't think it's OK. That'd be that'd be odd. Um. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you lost. off, but uh, and then Eve, Derek Reading, Derek loves Oki Magazine. Oki Magazine is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. <laughs> OK Magazine. And then also E! News did, uh, right. did a thing right. uh, with Megan, where she met with a, a medium. A medium. Yeah. 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 <sighs> What's his name? Um, I don't know. He's that, yeah, he's that young blonde guy who's 
a medium. Okay, let me find out. And and she did like she did like a three hour session with him and Tyler they edited it. Tyler Henry. Tyler Henry. Yeah. So here's the deal. Tyler Henry is is really good. Mm-hmm. He's good at what he does. But E being you know E, um, they edit it. They they, they make they a show to, out of it. Yeah. So on the episode, you know. He said something about, I keep seeing green, and she said, well, my husband's last name is green. And then they cut back to her after he was talking for a second, and she was, like, Mm -hmm. teary-eyed. That was done in editing. He had actually said something different in the interview talking about one of the kids. Yeah. And she was teary-eyed over that, so they made it seem like she got teary-eyed as he was talking about me and talking about green. Don't you love how editing works? Editing, I mean, you know, it, it's you can make whatever you want. Oh, you fit in the purview you can, of you can I make, can, Brian, you can I, make anything. Brian, I've got editing. 40 hours of you talking. I could make you say any sentence in the world that I want. I, we put you in a dress. Yeah, well, yeah. People, see, people see you with Honey Boo Boo's body yeah. with a dress. So obviously anything is possible. We yep. can make anything yep. on a computer yep. in editing. Whether it's a picture, whether it's, you know, an episode, whether it's anything so uh so yeah so there's that story and then what's the other one the other one says and i read um megan fox and brian austin green are battling over money the actress wants to focus on staying at home but her husband isn't having it yeah yeah i i mean i I don't even have i don't even have a response to that yeah that's silly yeah that's uh I love my wife and we have amazing kids and we, you know, there's no, we're not having money battles <laughs> at all right now. We're, we're raising three kids, yeah, like three young kids. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's hard, but it, it's, we're not having any, uh, money battles. You two are it's, perfectly happy. You just spent a week together in Hawaii. I right. was looking to yeah. see where this came from. A source told Oki magazine, uh, this, uh told Oki. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's exactly. all. I'm, look, if you're going to print crap like that, this is all I'm yeah. going to call you. I'm not going to call you by your actual name. Exactly. You're Oki Magazine. Oki Magazine. A source yeah. told Oki Magazine exclusively yeah. this story. Yeah. An exclusive source. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't normally agree with uh, President Trump on the whole source argument that he has. But in this case, yeah, I, there is no source. Yeah. The source is Oki Magazine. There's no, there's, there's nobody that said we're having money arguments that's close to us. No one. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're, they're making it up. It's, uh, it's not, not a real story. I'm sorry to tell people. They call you a heartthrob. Cause you know what? I, uh, I, I, I speak from the heart. I feel like I'm pretty honest about stuff Yeah. and I would be honest about this. This honestly is not, has not even been a conversation. Between Megan and I, Megan and I don't talk about, if anything, we talk about like, you know, what we want to save money for, what we want to buy, but we don't, we don't talk about, we don't have money arguments where, you know, it's not, it's crazy that there's a a story that anyone would say. And the nutshell of it is basically you're forcing her to pursue a, a TV series. It's insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. 
When did I think you get the, a car I wreck? think you know the only reason we've talked about doing TV for her is because the nice thing about television is for the most part she can stay in LA and be around the kids more yeah. and be a little more be kind of stay at home whereas with films you you travel all over the world yeah. and you're gone for 5 weeks, 6 weeks at a time sometimes, you know, 7 weeks. So traveling with three kids like putting three kids on a plane and try, it's just it's hard so she's talked about doing tv and she did you know new girl and and got people really liked her on that and yeah. she realized you know which i some people talk shit about it and you know whatever um about television television does have the the good thing about that is there's more stability yeah um Whereas films, you're you're traveling a little more. You know, it's films make a lot of sense for someone without a family or a home base, where they have the ability to travel, and the only person that's traveling is them. But once you have kids, that changes. And you know, we have three. We have three young ones that are in school, that have schedules, and so to be a part of that, we kind of. As much as we can, we need to be here. And the reality is, like, even when there's film stuff out of town, it's like we're trying to figure out, okay, well, how about, you know, working out in the contract of, like, okay, I'll travel and shoot for two weeks, and then I come back for four days, and then you find me back out for two weeks more. And it's hard because it's it, it costs a lot more. You know, it costs more for the production company. It costs more for us. It's harder with the kids. Like, it's It's hard. It's a little bit of a, a balancing act, being a parent and, and doing what we do. But, you know, we try and make it work, but we're not arguing over who does what. We're, we're actors, and we take the work wherever we, we can get it. If if they called tomorrow and they said, you know, we want to do a, a feature film that's out of town, then that's what it is. So then we figure out what works for that film to be out of town and the kids visiting and you visiting them, and, you know, we, we make it work. Absolutely. We're not arguing about it. It just... It is what it is. When did you get in a car wreck? It says you were in a car wreck. Oh, I was in a car wreck like... It was before Christmas like four four years ago. I it, it was. This. It wasn't a car wreck. Because oh. our car was... The outside was, was destroyed. Like we ended up doing a total right off in the car. But the inside was fine. It was... There was a drunk driver and we had an incident where... We were on sort of a blind turn, and the guy was in our lane, like sliding, but he was in a uh, a Mini Cooper, so, and we were in a full sized Range Rover, so you know we were fine. I it sucked, but it could have been a lot worse. I mean, I from years of racing steered the car so we didn't hit the guy head on, and he you know he grazed off the side of the car, but uh, it was scary, but. Everybody's been like, you know, well, that's the reason that Brian got vertigo. It's not related at all. I had vertigo before that. That that's not one has nothing to do with the other. Didn't even know you had I vertigo. Had, I had vertigo just because I had vertigo. It I was like dietary. It was it was stress. You know, there was a lot of there were a lot of factors to it. A lot of people get vertigo. I a feel, lot of people. I feel like a bad friend. I didn't know that. Well. I don't know if that makes you a bad friend. I mean, friend, you know, friend, that's that was that was way before, that was well before we were doing the show. Yeah, and I haven't talked about it, so 
I, I, yeah, I didn't say forty How hours. You know? I don't remember any. So, what affects you as far as that goes? What 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 set triggers you? Well, nothing affects me now. But when I had it, it was like three months. And, oh, okay. And I was in bed for a while. And like, if I would lift my head off the pillow, I would feel the room spinning or feel movement. Like I couldn't. My equilibrium didn't work right. If I walked, I would stumble. I would walk more to one side than the other. Like it was like you were constantly, you know, that feeling you have when you first get off a roller coaster where you're like, Jesus, like it really, it really takes a toll and you get off and you're like, I need to take like 15 minutes to go eat something and drink some water and get right. You just, you don't have that. You're on that roller coaster for like, you know, three months straight. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. I was like, I felt fine, but for three months it sucked. But that was it. There was there were no lasting effects. It didn't like affect anything. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't have anything that sustained like, you know, I now walk with a limp or I hear a ringing in one. There there were no after effects to it. It was what it was. Hmm. Wow. And they 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 never fully diagnosed what it was or what it came from or but I had it I had it way before the uh the accident in the car, the auto accident. So it had nothing to do with that. It wasn't like the guy, you know, hit our car and I had some weird like neck injury and all of a sudden I had vertigo. Right. The two had nothing to do with each other. Nothing. Hmm. Well, I didn't, uh, you know, I'm looking at, I've, I've pulled this up now. I kind of do remember the, I feel like we texted afterwards and I was like, I'm glad you're okay, but it's been, yeah. Four yeah, years we ago, might have. So I would. But it's uh, it was one of the. I've been working for so long. Who knows what it was from? I mean, I've been working. I've been acting since I was nine, and I'm now oh, forty four. Yeah, yeah. So I acted from nine to forty something straight. I didn't take time off. I went from show to show to show to show, and then movie and then show. You know, I just continually worked. I did. A season and a half of Desperate Housewives. I did a season and a half of Sarah Connor. I did, you know, a couple episodes of Smallville. Like, I just kept working. And uh, I think that was finally my body just telling me, like, you have to take a break. You have to relax a little bit. You have to, like, get away from what you do. And it forced me to just kind of be in bed and relax for three months. And, you know, and, and so... You've got to at some point make lemonade out of lemons, I guess. And uh, that's that's that that for me was something that forced me to uh, sit and, you know, not work and not be as responsible for stuff and uh, just kind of recoup and let my body like heal from whatever stress I had put on it. So it was it was a positive ish experience. What do you feel when, when, and I know you don't look at this crap, but you know, when, when places like Oki Magazine, <laughs> I'm going to use that every time when, when, you know, paparazzi, you should. Yeah. when, when, when tabloids and stuff run this, this crap about you guys or about your friends or anything. I mean, what's the initial reaction I, after so many years? I know you're, you're numb to it, but at, at some point, I mean, not, it still it's sucks. It's not numb. It's not numb. Okay. What you realize is that like Oki magazine, mm-hmm. like a lot of others, 
they sell stories. Yeah. And so the more they make up and the bigger the scandal they create, uh, the more the more papers or magazines they sell. Um, so that's their job. You know, I there are there are science fiction writers that write crazy shit about you know the planet ending somehow Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that it's true that just means that that's how they they make their money and oki magazine as as well as a few others they they do the same they are they are fiction writers with not but they use a non-fiction cast Mm -hmm. so it's like that scripted it's like the it's like the some of the reality tv shows that are scripted where they say, you know, it's reality, but, you know, here's your task for today or here, you know, for the week, we're going to film you and we have this scheduled for you. You're going to go here. You guys are going to fight about this. You're going to. And so people do it. And, you know, it's it's reality ish TV. The only reality, the only reality with Oki magazine or those is that the people, the characters are real. That's it. The stories are fake. Um, you know, they, they take a picture of you sneezing and they go, you know, yeah, they were publicly fighting yesterday. It's like, no, I was fucking sneezing, (laughs) you know, but you caught me at a time where you could say that I was mad, I guess. And, you know, they're not, they're not going to sell a million copies of something saying I was sneezing, Yeah. but they will sell copies if they say that I was mad. Yeah. So that's, you know. A lot of reporting now is done by uh, by these paparazzi. Yeah, they don't they don't really have like reporters yeah, anymore. There wasn't a you know, there at the time. These paparazzi take pictures and create stories, and they sell. They call these magazines and they say, "I have these pictures, and this is the story." And you know, my source says they were fighting, and here's pictures of it, and they sell a whole thing to Oki Magazine and those, and you know, they they buy them and they eat them up. And it. and they're not it's it's what it is. It's not I don't take offense to it because they're they're not necessarily personally going after me. They don't care about me personally, yeah. but they care about selling their magazine and selling the brand of me. And however they can do that, they want to make as much money as they can. So it's just a money making thing. I love that we have Oki magazine and US Weekly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that we have branded. Yeah. We have U.S. Weekly and Oki Magazine. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, they're, awesome. Good, they're great. Mag- they're great magazines. Well, Check them out. <laughs> the, the truth is, they should change their titles because <laughs> Oki actually, they should just start writing Oki Magazine. I gave them something. O k e y. They need to run with it. <laughs> yeah, they should if they were smart. Okie dokie Magazine. <laughs> just yeah, rebrand. Yeah, just rebrand all of it. It'd be awesome. I don't know how long you've been in operation, but it, it's not too late. What about like the the e thing with with Megan? Because that's I mean, you know, going into that, that they're going to edit you. So e e is I don't want to necessarily badmouth e, no, but no. e is a show version of what Oki Magazine is. Yeah. Like if Oki Magazine was a network. It would be E. They do the same thing. Yeah. E creates content for their network that is interesting to watch. It's not. It's not always factually based. It's not always amazing stories they write, but it's not. It's they figured out. You know that 
their network doesn't have people watching it because they're looking for fact-based content. No. They're they're watching E. They're watching a tabloid network. They're watching stories. They're watching you know whatever E chooses to put on. And and E edits a show the same way a tabloid sells a story. Yeah. And makes a story. I mean, and, you know, takes pictures. And as I said, like you were sneezing, but you know, you're you're now angry. So Megan got teary eyed, just not at the point that they showed her get teary eyed. They they made up a story because it was more interesting. Yeah. And but it wasn't, you know, she didn't get teary eyed when he was talking about me. Like there's not there's nothing to get teary eyed over. Right. Right. But she got teary-eyed when he was talking about her kids because she really loves her kids and like any mother she wants the best for her kids and you know any concern that someone brings up you uh y- you look at, you focus on, you know, you you react to emotionally. And they took that and they were like, "Ah, an emotion. Done. Use it." Yeah. Roll it back 30 minutes ago and edit. Yeah. You know, put it here and here. They might as well put her crying like under three different things that he was saying. It's the same shot. They just use yeah, the same. Totally. It's like that Superman four shot of him flying. They just use it over and over again. You know what? I've seen it in like shark movies. Also, they use stock footage of a shark biting something or swimming or you know, and they'll use it multiple times. They do the same thing on E with uh, with her crying with stories. Yeah. You just use the same shot and uh it's a shot. That's really her. That's really her, you know, getting teary-eyed just about something else. So it's way more powerful to put it where they did and sure. it's now a story. Like we are now talking about it on, on oh, this yeah. podcast. It's obvious. I mean, there were dozens of headlines just generated from that one minute clip that oh, the sure. public yeah. will never see the actual right. linear version of. Right. Uh, of what was. Oh, really yeah. The, there's there is no linear version. No. I'm sure they I'm sure they edit and then they destroy. Burn the tapes. Else. We can't yeah. have anybody thinking this, this isn't actually how it happened. Right. So for you to say for you to say, you know, I didn't I didn't do that. They'd say, well, here's our tape. Yeah. And it's like there's oh there's their proof. What you know, we have to somehow roll our own tape or or take our own pictures and, you know, prove that we were sneezing or. It, you know, she was crying about something else. I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. So it's, unless you, unless you want to go for defamation of character, which is a whole another, that's a lawsuit where, you know, you actually have something to say someone was crying at a certain point when they weren't, it's their word against ours. Like I can only hope that they, there have been other stories where people go, you know what, it's E or it's Oki magazine. Yeah. But Brian tells the truth. Yeah. He he's honest. So you know, he, he I has prefer to trust him. He has his own podcast where he's not edited. Right. So well, no, I'm somewhat edited. A little, but not out of my control. Right. <laughs> That's just... I haven't heard it, so I have no, uh, I have nothing to complain about yet. Well, but in in doing that stuff, like, does it make and and for Megan having just recently done that show? What recently? It could have been a year ago, for all I know, and they just now got around to it. But does it make you not want to do that crap ever again when you get so um, maligned? Like, I mean, when they just take everything out of context. I think, it's just, I think it's just a reminder of like that's like the reality is, Derek. Honestly, like we 
we just don't do that stuff normally. Right. And, you know, sometimes you have these moments where you go, oh, I'll do I'll do a show because he's interesting. Like, you know, this kid Tyler's gives really amazing readings. Like he's really good at what he does. And then you watch that act and go, that's why I didn't do it. Yeah. That's yeah. why I've stayed away from me. Like, that's why every time I'm on the red carpet, my publicist says, you know, don't talk to you. You forget. And that's just a reminder of like why you don't do something. Um, Cause you know, that, that, channel or that network or those producers do what they do and i don't hate them for it that's that's what they do i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say you know why do you show me dancing when i'm doing dancing with the stars like dancing with the stars is about dancing mm -hmm. so of course they're gonna show me dancing it's what i signed on for if you do something on e you sign on to you sign on for what it is and it's you know again it's not faulting e it's it's faulting us for not remembering or realizing that it's a possibility. That you know people are going to make up stories and tabloids are going to make up headlines and people are going to talk. It's it's what it's why that network and you know those shows still exist. It's I mean, Megan, Megan and I in traveling, we we know that people read tabloids. Yeah, and you know, and tabloids like. We wonder why there's paparazzi places. Like that's why, because they have to fill those tabloids with something. They have to have a picture and a story and something to sell. And you know, the, the reality is, they, they say a million times like that so and so is breaking up or fighting about this, and then the next week they say something totally new. And, and the reality is, they're just trying to sell papers and, and stay afloat. Yeah. You know, they're it's business. Yeah. And that's how they make their, their living and that's how they do their business and we do what we do. Well, we fit a lot of topics in today's show. We did good. We did a lot. We did well. I, I still don't know if this show is any good, but uh yeah, we talked about a lot. A lot of information. And and, and, and Jordan answered the phone. Yeah, Jordan. So we which talked was to huge. Him a little bit. Yeah. And now and now Jordan might come out of town with us, which is awesome. I hate to uh I hate to put him on the spot on the show, but I will. Um, just cause I realize that you can do that. You're just going to add him and be you like, can he's going to be somebody, there. You know, Hey, come to the podcast and then you can sort of put him on the spot. And yeah. even though we're going to edit that out, yeah. it's awesome that we can say to him, you know, <laughs> we're going to edit this out, but there, there's a part of him that isn't sure if we're going to edit it out. So he doesn't want to be a bad guy and say, no, I won't be there. Yeah. Um, it's all about using it. I, I, I learned that from uh, from you and Steve. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, you guys have done that with. It's why we're on episode 38. <laughs> you're welcome. Because <laughs> I've somehow been wrangled into this. Yeah, you're welcome-ish. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, check out our new artwork over on uh, Instagram. Well, everywhere now. It's everywhere on, on iTunes and, and while you're For at the iTunes. new show uh, with bag pod with bag pod. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Right. Ish. Yeah. And uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at with bag pod. And uh, are we using the uh, the new? It's there. The new logo. Now? It's there. Awesome. It's Good everywhere. Work. You didn't replace the old one, though, right? On those episodes, you just changed no, it's still it for this one forward. And I, and I want to thank Jason Bolton that did our our, our bag, uh, our brown paper bag logo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Marketing told us that Brian's face would 
attract more listeners. And Mar- then I, and then I marketing. Yeah. Do you mean your your mom? Yeah. Your sister? <laughs> <laughs> We don't have marketing on the show. The people that we had do the do the. We don't even have we don't even have sponsors. We Derek and I literally for people that listen, just so you know, we come out of our pocket for absolutely everything on the show. True, like the new logo, the T-shirts, all of it. We've paid for all of it. Nobody has paid a dime for Uh -uh. any of this. Uh -uh. And the shirts. Why? Because the show sucks. Nobody (laughs) wants to pay for it. Wait, nobody wants to you? nobody wants to give us their hard-earned money to just be wasted what did i tell you the new tagline was yesterday it said it's not oh. uh, it, instead of printing cheese where did you go you hung up on me all right so apparently the space what bar happened the, uh, the, well the space bar hangs up oh okay it, <laughs> good yeah. to know it's yeah. funny how so, you learn something new about skype every day yeah. So I was reaching for my phone and I hit the space bar and I was like, oh shit, I just hung up on Derek. <laughs> so uh, um, we have, yeah, yeah, we have a new. So, uh, so the new tagline is never question a professional asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I am. I'm a professional asshole. Printing, so never printing question. Cheese, printing cheese was year one. Professional asshole is year two. Yeah. With never question a professional asshole is year two. Year two. That's the tagline for year two. And, uh, it's what I am. Yeah. I, I'm out of it. Absolutely. I am a professional asshole. All right. So Wickbagpod.com online. Uh, go to iTunes. Keep leaving us ratings and reviews. Even we've professional gotten to, we've gotten to 75. Yeah, mention something about being a professional asshole in your rating and review. And uh, we'll be back. Are we back next week or are you randomly going to Hawaii yeah. again? No, I'm not. I'm not traveling. I'll be here. Okay. And so I'm not. We'll we'll do it again. We'll do it again. Bye, everybody. One, two, three, four.